Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation. everyone. So I thought it would be a good time to chat about this quote unquote debate about homeschooling year round versus like following a traditional school calendar, because it's come up in a lot of conversations recently. You know, we're coming off Thanksgiving, we're headed into the holiday season. Your child might be asking questions like if they've been in a traditional school before, or if they have friends that are, you know, like in terms of what breaks that they get, like if any, you know, if they're talking about that, like, hey, mom, you know, like, when do I get a break, you know, whether they've seen friends in a traditional school or not. So, you know, I think it's as good a time as any to just consider having the discussion as a family, if you haven't yet, around your commitment to the schedule and what factors go into that decision. And I think even last week's episode where I introduced you to my personal decision-making framework, you know, that I developed during my doctoral research, like we can use those steps, the reflecting, visioning, discovering, feeling, and decision-making. We can use that when it comes to determining how we will homeschool, like in regards to schedule and timing commitments and stuff. So um, before I get into like a lot of the common like pros and cons of each, like I just wanted to chat about some of the top factors that should be considered. Um, like as you think about whether or not you want to do schooling year round, whether you want to take long seasonal breaks. Um, and the first one that comes up most often, um, and I've seen this in a lot of even like the, the homeschool groups and stuff that I never really thought of, which is strange because I've, I've lived in both Massachusetts and Florida, but that's regional differences, right? So like weather in regions with like extreme weather conditions, like families often prefer taking a break during the harshest months. So here in Florida, I actually know many families who choose to go all in with homeschooling during the hottest summer months, since outdoor time's obviously pretty limited, and that frees them up for family vacations in the winter. So they might still choose to take a long seasonal break, you know, similar to a traditional school calendar, but they do it in opposite times of the year. So they take they still take two to three months off, but they do it in the winter when their kids can be outside more freely. And then obviously the same goes for families in Montana and, you know, like further north where the winters are really harsh because just milking the poor weather, you know, where you can spend time indoors, like where you have to spend time indoors anyways, you know, you can benefit from homeschooling because you get to spend more time with like enrichment subjects that may not get the time um, in other times of the year where you're doing other activities and stuff. And I think this also, like the regional differences come up in how families might align their homeschooling schedule with the local school calendar. Because after living in both Mass and Florida, like there's actually a four week difference in the annual school calendar. And I'm sure you guys see this even just from like your Facebook page alone, like when people start posting like the back to school photos, um, (laughs) like it spans a month between, you know, if you have friends in, in various parts of the country. Um, and I see this like in our, 
our classical conversations, our co-op group for those who tutor and direct, you know, like we're, we just finished up week 12 two weeks ago and there's still people commenting, you know, about going into week 11. And I'm like, Oh man, like I, I've turned it off for a couple weeks. But, um, anyways, you know, you might choose to align with that if you've got friends in the traditional school system, or if, you know, you have a parent that works a job that revolves around the school calendar. Um, so there's regional differences. Uh, maybe like the second factor I would say is family preferences. Um, you know, like the work schedules of parents are obviously going to influence your homeschooling schedule to some extent, right? Um, you know, you might have more flexibility in your work if you own your own business or if you work remotely from home. I know that's not always the case, um, you know, but you therefore might be more inclined to adopt a year round schedule, whereas like other families prefer aligning their breaks with specific family activities or vacations. So if you like the idea of homeschooling year round, then you can also like look ahead in your calendar to see if there's any travel planned or what work you may have scheduled with like longer vacations. And then there's educational philosophy, right? Like you guys know that I'm big on defining an educational philosophy for yourself and your family and the importance of going into any homeschooling decision with this in mind and your overall approach. Because again, like what works for one family won't work for yours, right? And what might be a pro for them would be a con for you. So it's good to hear about all these different approaches and schedules and such, but ultimately like you want to consider aligning everything you do back to your goals and objectives for education to begin with, right? So for example, like a family who prioritizes continuous learning and a more classical approach to homeschooling might lean towards that year-round schedule. You know, I have chosen year-round um, pretty much for that, for that very reason. Um, you know, our CC co-op only formally meets for 24 weeks out of the year, Um which, you know, that, that structure of the year of like their yearly cycle. So they, they do like three yearly cycles that just keep repeating. So like we're in cycle three, which is U.S. history. And we have, it's broken up into four semesters and each semester um, focuses on a different thing for um, like science or art, music theory, whatever. Um, but it allows me to emphasize that like systematic approach to learning at home where I can study the topics that we've focused on more in depth without feeling like I'm cramming it in. Like I'll probably come back around to the tin whistle music theory stuff with Josiah and spend some time like free drawing the United States, like making it organic for his young age and fun to practice drawing and getting those tactile skills in while still practicing the memory work that he did earlier in the year. And I think the continuity just naturally benefits like the sequential nature of classical education. Um, but like for other approaches, like similarly Montessori education, which, you know, focuses on self-directed activities, like it's within a prepared environment, like that can be adopted to a year round schedule because it allows for consistent routines and, and exploration within that. Um, but like, on the other hand, maybe someone following a Charlotte Mason approach, which really emphasizes, again, like the living books, the nature study, short lessons might align well with a schedule that includes seasonal breaks because there's that emphasis on outdoor activities during certain seasons and that can easily, more easily maybe be incorporated into breaks. Like ultimately you can do year round or a seasonal break with any approach um, and both work well with 
with some homeschooling approaches. Like unschooling is often more flexible in terms of schedules. So some unschooling families may prefer a year-round approach because you have like that continuous exploration. Um, but others might appreciate the seasonal breaks just for like the un- completely unstructured learning experience, right? Um, so the, the point there is that you just, you should factor in your educational philosophy and your overarching homeschool approach into the decision of year-round versus seasonal breaks because it just helps inform every decision you make, right? It, it's that it should be that underbelly to to everything you're doing. Um, and then like the last factor I wanted to mention before doing like the pros and cons of each is just your child's learning preferences, right? And you might recall like I'm big on not calling it a learning style because it's not fixed. Like, like we're led to believe, you know, when we talk about it in a traditional school context, but still considering whether your child thrives on routine and consistency or if they would benefit from like the variety that seasonal breaks bring should still factor into your decision. You know, you might have a preference for yourself for breaks, but your child may not fluctuate in and out very well. And you might notice like behavioral impacts with taking extended breaks. So therefore like considering year round, which has less time committed to each day, perhaps could work well for you. And as always, like I, I could spend an hour going through like all the various scenarios, but it ultimately depends on your family, your unique situations, your needs, your desires. Um, and this is why I like walking through the steps of my framework from last week's episode, um, which is episode 21, if you want to go back and they, if they get out of order for you. Um, because even though you aren't spending as much time in some of the steps, like maybe there's not a whole lot of reflecting about your past. Um, or then again, I mean, maybe you do have bad memories of homeschooling year round yourself as a kid, but like, whatever it is, just walking through those steps, you know, going through reflection, the visioning questions, discovering, feeling what emotions stir up for you, considering each schedule approach and like weighing the pros and cons. And then lastly, you know, decision-making, like when you walk through those steps, it's just going to ensure that you've thought about all different aspects and that you've captured all the thoughts you want to before you actually decide, right? Because ultimately like you can change your decision. You are in control. Um, I think that's like the most awesome part that we tend to neglect. Like, um, but ultimately like I still think a communication with your children on this and setting expectations each time is very valuable. I don't, I don't ever want to neglect that because I think it's easy for us to get in our own heads and, and think about what we want to do and make a decision, but then we don't communicate it with the kids. And even as young as, you know, kindergarten, first grade levels, they still want to have those expectations set. They thrive off of that either way, right? So, okay, let's uh, get into like some of the pros and cons and kick things off um, on the year round side of the quote unquote debate. Because I think, um, the most significant and apparent advantage is simply continuity, right? So with a year-round schedule, there are typically fewer learning gaps and students can retain information more effectively. Um, I think this is particularly beneficial for students or subjects rather that require like consistent practice, like math or language arts. Um you know, with a year-round schedule, there's no extended breaks that would lead to significant learning gaps, right? I mean, they might still exist, but continuous learning helps in maintaining that momentum, 
Students can build upon their knowledge without having to spend time reviewing material after a long break. And, and this became a motivation for me, particularly in these younger elementary years with Josiah, because he came off VPK last year, where I mentioned he, he like ended up completing the kindergarten state standard because he was in a combined VPK K first grade classroom. Um, but last spring, like he would beg you to give him like a quote unquote hard math problem in the car because he loved it so much. And I have this very vivid memory of asking him what seven plus eight, seven plus eight was. And he rattled off 15, like without hesitation. And when I asked him how he knew that, he'd say, well, seven plus seven is 14. So you just add one more. Well, he lost all of that in the summer. Like, I should not have been astounded, but I really was. Like, I know it's normal and to some extent and to be expected. And and I there's more grace because he was obviously a younger age and he was pushing material that was like sort of ahead of where other students his age are at. But like we're just now at the doubles plus one facts in our Saxon curriculum. And while I'm glad I have him home and he wasn't like rushed through this without being able to recall it. I also discovered that I would prefer to keep practicing and repeating the spiral in like lesser amounts throughout the whole year than to do it in chunks and have to revisit. Like it's my, it's also my preference now and that might change as he gets older. Um, but I was able to reflect on that and use that as one of the pros for my decision in year round schooling. Um, overall, like I think it's just trusted that concepts and skills are more likely to be retained when learning is consistent. Like students can progress steadily the teachers, whether, you know, it's you as the parent or you have like a co-op and homeschool instructors, like they can just gauge and address learning challenges more promptly. Um, the likelihood of like retaining the knowledge long term becomes greater. And I think year round schooling just also allows for that consistent skill development, especially in subjects like math or language arts, where daily or weekly practice can contribute to more significant skill mastery over time. Um, and then there's the pro of just freedom and flexibility around breaks. Because like year-round homeschooling doesn't mean no breaks at all, right? Like instead, it just allows for more flexibility in how you take breaks. So like families can take vacations or breaks when it suits them, which can be particularly advantageous for families who, with like diverse schedules or those who prefer off-peak travel times. Like I think of even us two weeks ago, we had friends um, come into Orlando and we took two days to go to SeaWorld. And then we were busy getting ready for Thanksgiving. And I wasn't stressed about missing those days. And I didn't feel pressure to like make them up because I am committed to schooling year round and know we will get to it without issues, right? Like, I also believe strongly in the notion that like short, regular breaks can help pr prevent burnout for both students and teachers. Um, you know, the ability to schedule breaks strategically allows for rejuvenation. It prevents the exhaustion that might come from like one single long break and the struggles that are common with like getting back into the swing of things. And I also felt like there was a lot of hype around like an anticipated long break. And so the pro of year round is the children understand and expect that they're going to be doing some aspect of school every day. So there isn't like this angst about an impending big break, right? Um, Let's see, another pro of year-round homeschooling is the opportunity for deep dives into subjects. You know, I mentioned this earlier with my inclination towards 
year round in the extended work within our CSC cycle, but like without the constraints of a traditional school calendar, homeschool families can just take advantage of extended study periods. Like this allows for deeper exploration of subjects. You know, if if a student develops a keen interest in a particular topic, like you can dedicate more time to studying it in depth and not feel pressured for like getting off track. Um, you can also do project-based learning, you know, where students can engage in like long-term projects, ones that I think just take more research and planning and implementation. And that approach is well-loved by many because it fosters, you know, just critical thinking and problem solving and creativity while still allowing for flexibility in scheduling. And in the end, like homeschooling families can obviously design a curriculum that aligns with like their own interests and aptitudes and stuff. But this customization, I think, is easier to implement in a year-round schedule where there's more time to explore different subjects and activities, right? So obviously the whole point of this episode is to weigh the pros and cons of each like approach to schedules. Um, and while there are obviously like clear advantages to homeschooling year-round, it, it's not for everyone, right? I think the biggest potential drawback is burnout. I mean, a year-round schedule might lead to continuous demands on both students and teachers when you don't have that significant break. And burnout simply due to like sustained pressure to meet goals without adequate rest is a lot to handle. I didn't get that. Could you try again? I wasn't talking to you, Siri. Gosh, does that happen to you guys like all the time on your watch? And it's happening more now that um, we've had a three-day cool stretch where I'm wearing long sleeves and my my sleeve catches my watch. But anyways, um, I think like this is just where self-awareness in yourself as the teacher, you know, the lead learner. And and honestly, like, let's admit that we're also likely the leader on the home front. Like all of these things come into play because like maybe you have experience in the past where you found yourself exhausted with something and like desperately needing a mental health break, or maybe you thrive off of consistent regular schedules, right? For some, like the absence of an extended period of relaxation can just contribute to decreased motivation and engagement in learning activities, both for, for the teacher and the parent, right? Um you know, like for you in both roles rather like, but if you're not, if you're not motivated to dig into subjects and encourage and celebrate your students' milestones, you know, cause you're wishing you had a longer break, then you're, you'll likely find yourself more easily frustrated, which is then going to lead to behavioral battles with your child and, and so on. Right. So breaks, like even short ones can play a crucial role in rejuvenation. Um, and year round homeschooling might provide like limited opportunities for families to fully recharge and take that mental break from all of like just the routines of academic pursuit. Right. Um, and related to this is that just the limited time for rest and reflection, right? So traditional summer breaks offer not only physical rest, but it's that extended time for reflection and planning and year round schooling might limit the time available for families to collectively reflect on the progress made, set the new goals, adjust the educational approach accordingly. Um, you know, I think year round requires much more consistent planning and organization, which leaves little time for that extended hiatus to really assess what's working and what could be improved in the process. So while yes, you know, doing it year round can help you react more promptly, you also lose the longer periods of time where you really get to just reflect. 
And this was a big factor for me in my decision. And I have to be cognizant and like setting reminders once every quarter to revisit our goals and assess learning. I have to be very purposeful in that and take time to examine where we are and plan to make any adjustments. And this will take more time and consideration with students who are older and spending more time with their academics per day, right? Or with families with multiple siblings. And I think for those in the latter category, like that constant demand of year-round schooling might just reduce quality family time for for shared activities and outings and other non-academic experiences too. So all factors are worth noting and considering, right? Um, So like the various aspects of rest are worth thinking about, but there's also the negative side which is like the potential for monotony, right? Even with flexibility, a year-round schedule may lead to the sense of just routine fatigue. You know, students and teachers might feel stuck in a cycle of continuous learning without the novelty and excitement that can come with a more traditional school calendar, right? Like when you have the absence of a more extended break, it can limit the variety of experiences available. You know, think like longer-term travel or long camp experiences or just other seasonal activities that might be condensed or limited. Um, So, you know, monotony can also impact like interest levels in both our kids and us as teachers. Like it just, it can, it has the big potential to diminish the fun overall. Right. And having a more traditional break allows for that anticipation and that refreshed perspective when you're starting a new academic term. Um, You know, so in summary, I think like year round homeschooling offers the advantage of consistent learning progress, like flexibility in scheduling breaks and the opportunity for deep dives into subjects. Um, it really gives us that framework that can be tailored to our unique needs and preferences, like whatever might come up, we can still flex with it, whether it's health or work changes or anything. But it can also present challenges such as the burnout and overwhelm and just limited time for rest and reflection and, and that monotony potential. And so as with anything, like balancing the benefits and drawbacks is obviously essential if you are considering year-round schooling, right? So let's shift gears and discuss the alternative, which is taking seasonal breaks. Like what benefits and challenges does like this traditional school approach, you know, for lack of a better word, like just following the school calendar bring to our homeschooling table? Um, you know, many families find comfort and structure in that traditional approach of, of seasonal breaks because it provides a clear separation between school and vacation time. You know, and this this conversation, I think, will be a little bit shorter in general because the pros and cons tend to mirror the opposite of the year-round approach. But, you know, the first positive aspect of aligning with the traditional school calendar and taking those seasonal breaks is that dedicated rest and recharge time. I mean, traditional breaks especially that long summer break, really provides students and teachers with that dedicated time for physical and mental rest, which then in turn allows for a complete break from academic routines, which reduces the risk of burnout and fatigue, right? You see everything starting to just like circle back. Um, But you, you tend to witness like that emotional rejuvenation when families like step away from the demands of like that structured learning and they get to focus on relaxation and hobbies and activities that bring joy because you know, while, yeah, homeschoolers may have more fun, like it's still work, right? And it might not always be joyful. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, like with the importance in my planning for goal setting and assessments, like 
Extended breaks provide an opportunity for reflection on the progress made during that previous academic term. And you can really see the fruit of what has worked well and have the space and the time to research to make adjustments for the future. Um, you know, another big positive is the alignment with the traditional school calendar. You know, it's going to be beneficial for socialization because um, it allows children to synchronize their breaks with friends or family members who attend traditional schools, right? You might even have one child in a regular school and another homeschooling, and you might just find the need to sync their routines, right? That's that's just a very organic reason. Um, but seasonal breaks also make it easier to plan activities and vacations and outings since they can align them with breaks that are commonly observed in the broader community, right? Because while homeschooling year-round can still do this to some extent, I think I think of mostly like longer camps and like those unique opportunities in your community where they're only offered in the summer months that you might want your family to benefit from. Like I know here, there's always a huge wait list and a big fight over the Kennedy Space Center summer programs, right? And those are like six to eight weeks. So if that's something that you know you've got a middle schooler that is really invested in, then homeschooling year round may not be the right thing. And you knowing that ahead of time, you can plan accordingly, right? Um, so we've obviously already touched on, you know, how seasonal breaks can allow just more extended periods of time for families to spend just good quality time together, right? It's, it's especially if you've got a more traditional work, like nine to five schedule for one of the parents, like having a longer break can foster stronger family bonds and just allow for more shared activities and travel. And, you know, it just, that longer travel and, and for families in seasons where they have the privilege to take advantage of travel, like this would definitely make more sense. Right. Um, and it can be both educational and recreational, right? Like it can still provide exposure to diverse cultures and histories and landscapes and whatever. Like I've also met families doing the RV life. Like I just met someone at, um, our park day yesterday who's doing that. And she's homeschooling year round because they've already have like ample family time with the way that they've been able to like design their work and income streams. So it really just comes down to like many of the structural and organizational elements of your family dynamic um, as to which, you know, schedule approach works for you. Um, but you also may consider how traditional breaks can facilitate smoother transitions for students who might move from homeschooling to traditional schooling or vice versa. That alignment um, can help integrate with like the broader educational system. And it's very important to consider if you're wanting to make the decision as to whether or not you stick with homeschooling, like annually, if you make the decision each year. Because this was a common statement with my participants in my dissertation. And it was a basis for how I developed that personal decision-making framework because we can't anticipate every life event or change, right? We've got jobs, family health, relocation, et cetera. And we might need to make enrollment decisions annually. So families may be cautious in getting like too far ahead or too far behind state standards and will choose the seasonal break approach to, to help stay in line with like traditional grade levels, right? Um, but for the flip side, Taking seasonal breaks obviously still has its challenges, right? One common concern is the potential for learning loss during extended breaks. Um, like I've talked about this quite a bit already, but obviously the breaks 
especially long ones like the summer break can lead to a cognitive setback that's commonly referred to as the summer slide. And so when you have those extended breaks, students might experience a decline in those academic skills and knowledge, which then necessitates that additional time for review when you get back into the swing of things. Um, like the hiatus in learning can disrupt the, the momentum and the flow of education, and it might take some time for students to just regain that focus and intensity that they had before the break. So therefore, like us parents, us teachers may spend a significant portion of that initial post-break period just having to review and reteach material from the previous term to ensure that the students are back on track. And, and we just, you may not have a preference for that. You may not have the patience for that. And so it's just all different things to consider. Um, you know, because different students may take varying amounts of time to re-engage with the material after a break too, right? Like that variability in learning, in learning pace can just be challenging for us as parents who, you know, have to adapt to their teaching strategies to individual student needs, um, we all we also might be working parents who are trying to adapt to the fluctuation of routines, like, and I think like those seasonal breaks, especially those that align with the traditional school calendar, just limit the flexibility of homeschool families because the fixed breaks can conflict with like a unique family schedule or work commitment or travel plans, right? Like you might still be in the predicament as other families in terms of like summer care and curing the boredom via camps and other outings and might just say like, screw it, I'm going to do this all year round to avoid it. Um, and while I talked about like the positive side of having that time for reflection and assessment, taking long breaks can also negatively impact curriculum planning. I mean, planning like educational activities and curriculum can become more challenging due, due to the need to like synchronize with broader community schedules. And that's, that can just restrict your autonomy of homeschooling in general. Um, you know, because this can differ for those in states with like stricter homeschooling laws that might have to submit more valuations and reports and like align more closely with the state calendar. Um, and I think this is where we tend to see homeschooling families um, sometimes feel that external pressure to like conform to the societal norms regarding like breaks and holidays, because even if, even if those schedules don't align with the family's educational philosophy or needs, it's just the hassle of having to report to the district and deal with all that. Um, so anyways, if just for the sake of time, like if the pros of seasonal breaks are attractive to you, like how can you navigate those drawbacks while still enjoying the benefits of a traditional schedule? And I think one way is to really consider enrolling your child in summer enrichment programs or camps that align with their interests, right? Like these programs can be both educational and enjoyable, and it's just going to help maintain and enhance their skills during the break. You can even plan on trying to find a program that aligns with the subject that your child discovered they wanted to learn more about, but you didn't have time to do it as a unit study or something because you're not schooling year-round, right? So that summer can be a great time to do that. And you can also encourage informal learning during breaks and make that a part of your educational plan when you submit it to your district, right? The trips to the museums and science centers and historical sites can achieve a ton of different objectives. You just have to state them up front so there's not any, you know, confusion if you're in a state that it's really hard on laws. Um, and even if you're homeschooling with longer breaks on the academic side, like you can still maintain a year-round routine of learning and free time outside of the core subjects 
right? Find ways to incorporate the learning from the year in more organic ways, like grocery store math or geography lessons during vacations. Like those things can help avoid any of the cognitive setback. Because again, just like homeschooling year round doesn't mean no breaks at all. Aligning with a traditional school calendar doesn't mean you like completely neglect all learning for three months of the year, right? And then I think like lastly, you can just ease back into the routine more gradually after breaks, like begin with lighter educational activities before resuming like full intensity, right? It's just going to help your child transition more smoothly, just reduce that resistance that they have to returning to that structured learning and just always, always think about clearly communicating expectations um, about what will happen when you come back from a break, right? Discuss the schedule and educational goals with your child, involve them in the planning process so that they get that sense of ownership in the process. So in summary there, like taking seasonal breaks is obviously going to offer that dedicated time for rest and recharge. It aligns with that traditional school schedule for social benefits and just provides opportunity for maybe travel and engagement and other seasonal activities. And while there's challenges associated with that approach, um, you know, you get the learning loss during breaks and stuff. I, I think overall, many families find those advantages outweigh the drawbacks for many families. I'd love to just do a poll on it. Um, maybe I'll put that up on Instagram. Um, because I do think the, the, the tendency is to favor traditional breaks. Although I, I do feel like I talk to many families now that are um, seeing year round. And I think it will also fluctuate based on age. I can easily see the early elementary years leaning more towards the consistency in year round just to help with the smaller amount of schooling per day and behavioral expectations and then allowing older students and parents who, you know, have more hands on deck, uh, you know, whether you have multiple children or whatever, taking that mental load off for longer seasons, right? And I think just like, remember that the key is to strike a balance that works for your family, right? Flexibility is one of the great advantages of homeschooling. We talk about it all the time. So use it to your advantage while you're still addressing, you know, the potential challenges associated with each uh, school schedule approach. And just tailor it to fit your child's learning style and your in your family's lifestyle, um, and just your overall educational philosophy. So, all right, there you have it. <laughs> a brief debate, if you can call it that, of year-round homeschooling versus taking that seasonal break. Um, you know, in the end, like the right choice depends on your family's unique needs and preferences. And whether you're, you know, cruising through the summer or reveling in the joys of like a winter break, there's still just beauty of homeschooling in the flexibility and the fact that you as the parent are in control. So find what works best for you. Stay inspired. Just keep thriving. I'm so grateful that you continue to hang with me on this journey and that you join me again today. Please, 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 if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and leaving us a review because I love hearing from our community and seeing it grow. And the episode ratings just really, really help um, us to show up in the search ranks higher up. All right. So till next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and the overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and explore the options for the Harvest program and download one of our free eBooks. I'm so excited to help parents get out of their head 
get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment, and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.